Hey guys, my name is Lisa M. Waring, and this is Real Talk, a podcast where I discuss movies and TV shows more extensively and how art imitates life, imitates art. I'm going to be changing things up a bit, so instead of giving you a play-by-play of the movie, I'm going to be summing up key parts of the movie and then spending a little bit more time giving my personal thoughts and feelings on the movie. Today we're checking out the 2008 comedy fantasy romance film Penelope. It's free on Tubi. Spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. Let's start off with the fact that we are introduced to the Wilhorns, who are super duper rich. The creme de la creme. But this family has a huge secret. Apparently, years and years ago, the great, great, great grandfather fell in love with a servant girl, but his family convinced him that wouldn't look too good. Silly idea. So he married somebody else. The servant girl fell off a cliff. That kind of pissed off her mom, the town witch. How do you piss off the town witch? She puts a curse on the whole family, saying that the next girl born as a Wilhorn will have the face of a pig. (laughs) And that only when one of their own has claimed their daughter as their own, will the curse be lifted. Funny enough, the next few generations, all boys, imagine that, until our lovely Penelope is born. And she's also the narrator of this movie. Yes, there's a narrator, but it's not intrusive. I rather quite enjoyed it. You see that she has the nose of a pig and technically the ears. I gotta be honest, she's kind of pulling it off. It is Christina Ricci though. Christina Ricci was that girl in the 90s. Casper, Adam's family, I love me some Ricci. Her mom ends up faking her death and raising her inside their house away from the outside world. But for real, they like live in a mansion, so how bad could it be? Just kidding. Building connections and relationships is super important. Once Penelope hits her legal age to marry, her mom hires Wanda, a matchmaker to the stars, to find some suitors for her because we got to get some blue bloods. We got to get some rich dudes in here who want to marry my girl so we can lift this curse. All the suitors ran away when they saw her. rude it continues on year after year for seven years oh did i mention they all have to sign gag orders so they're not able to talk about penelope which is why she is able to be kept a secret for so long until edward a particularly sniveling snobby blue blood he takes one look at her and he gets out of there and they're not able to catch him and make him sign the gag order. So he takes his behind all the way to the police station and tries to file a report. Everybody laughs, because I mean, you're talking about a pig girl. Who's gonna believe you? I don't, and I've seen her. Now here's the problem. They run a story on it, and it shows that he's not in his right mind, and he is next in line to inherit like a major company. So his reputation is kind of shot. He needs to clear his name. So he teams up with a reporter named Lemon, 
who believes him because Lemon came in contact very briefly with Penelope when she was a baby and for one second saw her. He wants this story. They hatch a plan to hire another blue blood who was willing to get close enough to Penelope to take a picture of her. The problem is they need to find somebody who's willing to be paid off to do this. The one thing that blue bloods don't need is money. They are the elites. Ah, ah, ah. They hear about a down on their luck blue blood named Max Campion who basically gambled all of his family's fortune away and he just spends his days at the poker tables. They grab him on his way out and they initially make him an offer he can't refuse. If you don't know where that's from, either my impression is really bad. You got a gift, my friend. Or you're 10 years old. My impression really is bad, so. He ends up taking them up on his offer because he does need the money. Let's not front here. He ends up striking up a conversation with Penelope in the family room, but she is behind a two-way mirror. So she can see him, he can't see her. My girl is guarded, and I don't blame her. She has been rejected a lot. They have multiple mirror dates where they're talking, they're getting to know each other and things about each other. They're starting to open up. They have a positive impact on each other. Max stops going to the poker tables and starts spending more time outside at the park. And in turn, he tells Penelope, you can't hide behind that mirror forever. You got to come out, experience the world, be a part of it. Now, mind you, there's a TV in the kitchen where her mom, her dad, Wanda, the matchmaker, and Jake, their butler, all watch this relationship, no, this courtship happening. It's cute, but also intrusive. One day, crap hits the fan. We knew this was coming, right? Penelope reveals herself to Max, who is a little bit surprised. He's taken aback. Penelope runs away. She's emotional. She's telling her mother, I told you they always run. Sweetie, this time you ran. While this is going on, Max goes outside and quits. He's done with Lemon. He's done with Edward. Problem is, Penelope's mother saw him already. Max tries to clear the air, but before he can really say anything, Penelope's like, marry me. Marry me and the curse will be gone. Max says he can't marry her. And he gets chased out before he can say anything else. Penelope's heart is broken. The idea of more imprisonment and rejection, that's the tipping point for Penelope. She can't do this anymore. So she runs away. I mean, she's 25. Can you really run away at 25? She didn't bring anything except a coat, a scarf, and her mother's credit card. Clever girl. Max returns to the poker tables, but it's not the same. He just can't do it anymore. Penelope runs out of cash, so she sells her picture to Lemon, the reporter, for cash. Once Lemon sees what she looks like, he's like, what have we been doing? This is ridiculous. You know Edward. He runs that story. Everybody now knows what Penelope looks like, but they don't know who Penelope is because she has that amazing scarf. Penelope makes a new friend, and she's out traveling around the city, checking out stores, learning things, meeting people. No one seems weirded out about her scarf on her face. Kudos to them. While running from her parents, she runs out of breath and faints. Everyone helps her, moves the scarf, and realizes, oh, 
that is Penelope. But instead of being ostracized, she's embraced. News reporters, town people, everyone's interested in her and wants to know more about her. Reporters find Edward and his dad, and they ask Edward, are you pressing charges against Penelope? She never touched you, bruv. This idiot goes and says that things should be locked in a cage. (gasps) Read the room, Edward. His dad tells him, you got to fix this. We're a publicly traded company. The public loves Penelope. We love what the public loves. So how does he fix this? He proposes to Penelope. He can't even look her in the eye. Now, Penelope's not stupid, but her mom kind of pressures her. We have to lift the curse. Y'all ready for the plot twist? Max isn't Max. He's Johnny. The real Max Campion, the real blue blood, was at the seat next to him at the poker table. Lemon and Edward, they had the wrong guy. He tricked them. But Lemon's not mad about it. And he thinks Johnny should marry Penelope. But he's not a blue blood. He can't break the curse. Oh, I bet that's why he told her no. It's all coming together. It's the day of the wedding for Penelope and Edward. Lemon goes to the house, sees the mother and Wanda, the matchmaker, and shows them the proof that Max is actually Johnny. Penelope's mother dismisses it. For her, the curse is about to be lifted anyway. We don't need to worry about Johnny. Penelope stands at the altar. She looks at Edward, who can't even look her in the eye, by the way. Looks at all the people around who are there for her wedding. And she realizes, no. Her mother chases her into the house. She's like, this is our chance out of normal life. Penelope tells her, I like myself the way I am. Boom. Curse lifted. It was that simple. One of their own. She's a blue blood herself. Penelope packs up and leaves home for good this time and starts teaching. No one knows who she is except her family. Wanda sends her the proof about who Johnny is. On Halloween, she disguises herself and goes and visits Johnny. She tips him off to who she is and he kisses her. Then she takes off her mask and he's thrown back yet again. I miss her nose too, Johnny. It was kind of weird seeing her without the pig nose. I got really used to it. They kiss again and they lived happily ever after. So far, Penelope's outside telling her students her love story and Johnny is with her. It's recess time, so all the kids, they go and explore and start playing. Johnny pushes Penelope in the swing. In the distance, Lemon, the reporter, pulls up in a rowboat and he takes out his camera to take a picture, but he decides not to. He puts his camera down and rowboats away. Roll credits. My thoughts. This is a rewatch for me. I love this movie. It is on my list of top favorite movies of all time. It has all the elements that I love in a film. For one, it has wonderful production design and cinematography. The color schemes and aesthetics of the world, they speak to me. Penelope's color is green and is reminiscent in her her surroundings and her wardrobe and even in the people who interact with her. You do feel like you're in a modern fairy tale. You have great three-dimensional characters, even the ridiculous ones. everyone's motives they made sense they helped propel the story forward you genuinely like them except Edward (laughs) the comedic timing was chef's kiss the music and scoring in the movie are 
divine. Loving the, all the vibes. Let's talk about Penelope's mother, played by Catherine O'Hara, who did a phenomenal job. There's a line in the beginning that says, I was often reminded that no one suffered more than my mother. And that told you all you needed to know <laughs> about the mother. Her mother loved her, but as loved ones tend to do, she overstepped. She wanted the, what was best for Penelope, but also what was best for her. Another great line at the end, when Penelope didn't want to marry Edward, her mother said, this is our chance at a normal life. Not your chance, our chance. Further expressing how much her mother has taken on with aligning you know, the abnormality of their life and thinking about we could be so much happier. Her mother isn't completely awful and you see that she loves her. She is just flawed, like we all are. Can we just talk about the ramifications of being rejected for seven years, as well as being hidden away from the world all your life and what that does to a person? The fact that Penelope is pretty well adjusted speaks highly of her upbringing and her character which kind of speaks to both sides of the nature versus nurture debate. How many other children could be so gracious and kind the way that she was? And socially aware. Even having wonderful parents, children can go their own way. Or maybe the fact that she hasn't been exposed to the world as a child and was surrounded only by people who loved her and had the best intentions for her. Maybe that worked out better. Now, considering her upbringing and the rejection, I think this is why she wanted to be a horticulturist at first, where she would work with plants as her career. Because her only interaction with the outside world were, were the male suitors who were constantly rejecting her. So in turn, she anticipated the world rejecting her. So she'd rather work with plants than people. I honestly don't think it's not until she is embraced by the town and the reporters that it turns her around and makes her want to be a teacher later on. The beginning of her story is, it almost gives me Rapunzel vibes a little bit because she is locked away. Um, she doesn't have access to the outside world and she is in a mansion, not a tower, but it still is a mansion. And ultimately she decides to leave and experience the world. I truly believe Johnny really inspired her to step out of her, sh her shell. Comfort zone? Step out of her comfort zone. So what I notice is that through the entire movie, her hair is out and always covering her ears. And it's not until her wedding day that it's actually pinned back to reveal what her pig ears look like. And I think this is evidence of two things. One, that her family has so much trust in the fact that the curse will be broken when she gets married, that they have no problem showing all of her. And two, I think it also speaks to Penelope's level of acceptance and comfortability with herself, which is probably why she does end up leaving and deciding, I like the way I am. That's a strong statement within itself. And she found love or love found her, however you want to say it. And in the end, he sweeps her off her feet and gives her a kiss. I love that. More romance in movies, please. Thank you kindly. I did notice that right before the wedding thing happened, when everyone was like loving Penelope and all about Penelope, I, I felt like she was becoming more of a spectacle to them. And after a while, that would get old. So irregardless, Penelope was not going to stay where she was. She was going to leave, even if the curse was never lifted, because 
constantly having reporters in your face and everybody in the town knowing you, it can be a bit much. I'm sure she was enjoying it, but it would have gotten tired over time. Lemon, the reporter, who is played by Peter Dinklage, love him. <laughs> love him. And I think that you end up liking him probably by the middle of the movie or before, even though he teams up with our, I guess Edward technically is the villain, but he course corrects and wants no continued part participation in the, the scheme to the point that at the end of the movie, he forfeits a good story. Everyone would love to know whatever happened to Penelope, especially since they don't know what she looks like. But instead he realizes they deserve their peace. They deserve to be left alone. And he just rolls away. <laughs> that's huge for a reporter. And that speaks volumes to his character and character development. With Johnny, played by James McAvoy, Penelope is able to pull him out of the darkness that his habit has encased him in. She inspires him to move forward. The thing that I like about both of them um, is that they inspire each other but ultimately, they are the ones that get themselves out of their situations. His character is a crucial part of the story, but I realize upon this viewing how little he's in it. I don't know if I could even say half the movie, but he's used very wisely. And when he's on screen, it matters and holds weight. As I've said, I love this movie. It is a modern fairy tale where Penelope's strengths come from her loving and caring nature and her desire to see the world and want the world to accept her as we all do but ultimately her taking the time to realize she needs to accept herself if you've never seen this movie i highly recommend it's free on tubi for those of you who have seen it what are your thoughts i know i didn't hit on everything but we can continue the conversation in the comments let's talk about it if you enjoyed hanging out with me today please hit that like button, subscribe, and ring that notification bell so that you are always up to date on what's going on. We're also on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, uh, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Links are in the caption. See you guys next week. Later.